you for joining Breadcrumb Theory, a modern-day podcast navigating the digital age. We are your hosts, Melissa Schwass and Eric Shear. Welcome. Hey, Melissa. How, are, how is everything going? Man, it's been a Zoom conference call marathon today. I think you're my seventh meeting of the day, but this is what I look forward to. That's right. I know. I think we're all struggling with uh, Zoom fatigue. I know that I'm on a million meetings. Uh, and uh, yeah, it gets it gets tiring after a while. But Absolutely. It's good. It is. And you know, I haven't even been on video all of that for all of them. I think I've been on video for half of them and I'm still just ready for, for a glass of wine at the end of the day. Oh, for sure. And speaking of Zoom, uh, we got a, a recommendation or a request from our audience to talk about how to optimize Zoom meetings. And I know that is a passion of yours, Eric. Yeah, I don't think it's a passion necessarily, but a necessity, absolutely. So uh, um, I do have some handy topics uh, around that. And then uh, I think uh, we had some other feedback about social media and you're going to tackle that, right? Yeah, social media is such a an interesting area and arena these days with the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma. I've seen a lot of people watch that. I'm not sure if you've watched it. I have. Has some interesting food for thought. But with the upcoming election, I think it's important to re- remember that we control our social media hygiene. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds uh, pretty good. So um, shall we just jump into it when we start out with some some handy Zoom tips, uh, hopefully maybe uh, help you in your, your meetings uh, and uh, go from there. Sounds good. I could use all the, all the help I can get right now. Right. So, you know, we're all accustomed to using Zoom uh, or some of us have other platforms, uh, Microsoft Teams, uh, BlueJeans, uh, WebEx, uh, and, they, and they all do, you know, they all are competing with each other to kind of win that business over, right? That remote user business, which is, is, has been booming uh, due to the COVID pandemic. Um, but one of the unforeseen consequences of that is that not everyone is able to have a stellar user experience. And there's a reason for that, um, you know, depending on, on, on how powerful your laptop or your desktop or whatever your machine you're running this on. And so a lot of Zoom meetings you know, can take like, you know, when Melissa and I are talking, a lot of times we just turn off video, right? If we're not actually filming anything. Um, and that's one tip, right? So if you don't need to be on video, don't turn your video on. That, that'll definitely help um, if you have a laggy connection. But what happens when you have to have your video on and you're presenting something or, uh, you know, you're, you know, it's just a requirement for work? Um, there are a few settings that I wanted to point out that will help you have a better experience. So if you go into the settings menu in Zoom, and I'm going to talk about Zoom primarily because by and large, most people have been asking for Zoom and uh, they're all going to be similar, but Zoom seems to be the the, the winner right now. So um, they're all going to have similar features and settings. So just do your best to translate, uh, certainly reach out to us and I can take a look at a specific platform for you. Uh, but one of the things is, is go into your, uh, your settings in Zoom and click on your video settings. And in there, you have the abilities to select, you know, the web camera you want to use and the ratio 
And then right next to this, there's a, there's a section called My Video, right? It's in bold, uh, right below kind of what the preview of you on camera looks like. And it says, Enable HD Video or Enable HD. And I don't know about you, but I don't need to show up in 4K or full 1080p resolution <laughs> business meeting. Uh, if you uncheck that box, you're going to save uh, some resources on your laptop and your computer, and that should help you, uh, you know, you know, you're rendering your video at a lower quality, and so that should help you uh, if you're experiencing lag. Now, for me, uh, or for some other people who run, you know, like a more of a powerful workstation that can handle it, it's not an issue. But if you notice that you're lagging or your video is choppy, um, something to, to, to try. So uncheck that. And then there's also a uh, checkbox that says touch up my appearance and the little slider bar. Now, I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, first thing in the morning, uh, I look like death warmed over on camera. And uh, I don't have a makeup artist to, you know, smooth out my skin tone and everything else. So Zoom has this really awesome feature uh, called Touch Up My Appearance. And you can uh, set this bar to, uh, you know, smooth out those wrinkles, even your skin tone. It does this automatically. Um, and the more you have that turned up, the more resources it takes from away from your computer. So uh, if you're fine with the way you look on camera and you don't need that extra little bit of uh, touch up, either turn that setting down um, or just turn it off. Right, it's it's a it's a hog, and uh, will take up uh, quite a bit of resources. And then that's pretty much it um, for video, right? Those are the big ones. Audio, there's nothing we can really tweak a whole lot. The thing to remember about audio is if people are having trouble hearing you, then you need to either bring the mic closer to your mouth and speak. But a lot of times we're on laptops or we're on webcams with microphones. Uh, my podcasting microphone is down today, so I'm actually speaking into my webcam, which sits on the top of my monitor. Uh, and the way to, to tweak that is from, the, uh, from your Zoom settings is to go into the audio section. And this is pretty straightforward, right? You can test your speaker and you can test your mic. And there's an input level bar. And when you're speaking at a normal volume, that bar should be, you know, should be easily see that kind of going up and down on its track there. And then you have a volume slider. So if you haven't played with the setting before and people have a hard time hearing you, um, turn up the volume on your slider, right? Which in, increases the sensitivity of your microphone. So those are some just quick and, and uh, quick tips on how to improve your Zoom experience. Uh, Anything else you can think of, Melissa? Those are the ones that usually take care of 95% of the problems for me. Yeah, I think I'm on calls obviously a lot. So one thing I've noticed is sometimes I have audio issues even if I'm not on video. So Zoom has the option where you can dial in from your phone. So if it's a really important meeting, I will do that sometimes. So that's always an option. It takes a couple minutes extra. So if you're having terrible quality uh, via video or audio, try dialing in from your phone. And it, it can help a lot of those times. And then this one isn't necessarily a setting, but I've been doing this a ton. My desk now faces a window, so I get tons of natural light, which significantly helps how I appear on video. However, I'm going to use your tip to make the filter make me look even more beautiful. 
<laughs> but make sure you have natural light if you can at all possible. I know some people who use ring lights now right in front of their computers, so they're getting more light. So that's a tip. Or what I've been doing is putting books or something that I can put my laptop on so my camera is a little bit higher compared to where my face is. Because you think about how we take selfies, our phone's always angled up higher than our face. So you don't want to have to look down into the camera and people see a double or triple chin that you naturally don't have. Uh, so just find some books or a couple boxes and, and angle it up so you, you get that high angle so it gets all your, your beautiful features. So those are non-technical ways I operate Zoom. So hopefully those help people. And that makes a huge difference. The way you have your physical space set up and the lighting that gets you does go a long way in helping, uh, you know, helping you look better on camera. And how you know, who knows you how you know you do this long enough, we're all going to turn into our own movie directors, right? Like, uh, <laughs> yep. One other thing I can think of, and and who hasn't played with these yet, are the filters, right? The backgrounds and filters. I mean, I love it. So sometimes I just you know maybe I got a lot of Amazon packages laying behind me in my office. And uh, I like using the backgrounds to kind of mask my office space. It's not bad, but um, I can do that. But that's a giant resource hog. And if you don't have a green screen, which I have, um, then it can make you look fuzzy. It looks bad. Your computer's trying to render all that stuff for you. So my, my, you know, my goal is if you have a machine that's strong enough that has a graphics processing, you know, a GPU in it that can handle it, then by all means use and play with that stuff. Uh, but it takes away at the end as a distraction, especially if it doesn't look good. Um, so turn that stuff off, right? Uh, in most cases, you can rearrange your office and just use a, a wall or, you know, a standard piece of art or bookshelf. And if you just tidy it up and then light it properly. It'll look great as a background in, in your own home. So that would be probably the last thing that I would have that, uh, that, I, that I would recommend. Absolutely. And then for those of you listening, if you'd like a video tutorial on this, let us know. We are in the process of doing video. And so we want to know what's helpful to you as we continue through these remote engagement times, I guess we should call it. Fantastic. Speaking so of helpful tips, who's over social media yet? I know who I am. <laughs> no, please go ahead. I love social media and the fact that you can you get a little bit of pieces of what you know people are doing in their everyday lives. And sure, people can say that it's staged, but I think that's just the way the world goes now. You know, a tweet is you know less than two hundred and fifty characters. A TikTok video, is seven seconds. So we're, it's just the world's becoming hyper connected, and we're getting to see these mini glimpses into what people allow us to see, and that's exciting. But um, I don't know. I'm just going to be very honest. I think, you know, Facebook has been an amazing tool for a variety of countries. If you think of the Arab Spring or you know, what other examples of that, people use that to connect to others. But the way it's being used in America right now, for those of you listening, you're not going to change anybody's mind. <laughs> you're just not going to in our environment right now. And so I got to a point where I was just like, this is so toxic. We are, we're hating each other when we forget at the end of the day, we're all neighbors and people are more alike than they are dislike. I'm a firm believer of that. And so that really is what sparked, I think, Eric, you and I to talk about really creating those top three to five tips on how to create a healthier engagement with social media. What are your thoughts? So here's the, you know, here's my take on social media. I like it. 
And I'm old enough now, and I don't know, I don't even think it as age has anything to do with it. I think it's just my general involvement in vanity when it comes to social media. I just, I appreciate keeping tabs on people that I haven't seen in a long time. I like social media for, like you said, kind of those glimpses into people's uh, life that they want to share. And I think it's good if we all remember that that's what it's really there for. It's about connecting and, you know, keeping people in your life, in your life, right? It's easy to connect with people that you haven't seen in a long time. On the other hand, um, you know, people like to put their opinions on social media. And as we, it doesn't matter what it's, if it's political or not. And, you know, given that we're in an election year and we're, you know, just outside of, you know, 30 days uh, before the election, I mean, Everybody seems to have a, an offer on hand that, that we should be listening to. And the problem is, is that there's just so much misinformation on social media. It's so easy to make a statement that people can, can take as true, right? Uh, you know, the political action campaign fund for such and such candidate says this person is, you know, bunk. And it's, it's, if you just accept what you get on social media, they can easily manipulate and sway you. And that documentary you mentioned earlier talks a lot about how addictive and persuasive social media can be and how they play on those things. And people who know how to manipulate social media know how to, to use it to their advantage. So, but that becomes exhausting, right? How do you then filter and fact check all the data that you're, that you're acting upon, right? So, there are, you know, I know you have some very, very good tips about kind of how to keep your sanity. And when you're looking at Facebook and other social media platforms, make sure you don't go insane with all the stuff that you, that's coming across your feet. Absolutely. It's important to remember we're all human and no one has all of the right answers or wrong answers. And the world is complex. There's no right or wrong answers. Usually there's a Something in the middle or the gray is what I say is what's going to resolve a lot of this. And so with that being stated, you can protect your mental health as we finish out the rest of the year. And these are some tips for you in order to do that. So my biggest recommendation is do not, and I repeat, do not log on to social media right when you wake up or right before you sleep. If you do that, especially when you wake up, you've already programmed your mind to want to receive quick bits of information. So what I found, and they've done studies on this, is that you have a harder time focusing on the rest of your day. That's one aspect. The follow-up to that is, let's say you wake up and you're like, oh, I feel like a boss today. I'm going to take on the world. And you scroll through social media and you read some reactive posts and it really just triggers you and you're super mad. That could totally flip the script on your day. And talk about losing out on productivity, you wake up 6, 7, 8 a.m., however early you wake up, that, I mean, that's too early for that drama, if we're just being frank about it. And then if you're scrolling through social media right before bed, that constant activity you're feeding your brain does not provide for a good night's sleep. So I highly recommend no social media and honestly, no screen time, at least two hours before bed. I've done that. And let me tell you, I have some of the best sleep of my life. And historically, Anybody who knows me knows I do not sleep through the night and I do not have that problem anymore. So that is probably the best tip I can offer here. And it's not technical. Just just give yourself a break. Give your brain a break. The follow-up to that is go to social media with an intended use. So if you go to Instagram or you go to LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, whatever you use, 
make sure you have an intended use. So maybe you want to make a post, you're at the park, you want to post some adorable puppy pictures. I'm a fan of that. Go there, make a post, and give yourself a time limit of how long you plan on using that app. Because if you don't do that, you'll find that you're losing 30 to 60 minutes in a chunk easily in your day. And you're just, what does that provide you as far as value? Sure, you got to see some people that you haven't seen in years, but how well do you really know them and how much value do they provide to you in your life? So go to social media with an intended use and a specific time frame you'd like to spend on that app. And then the last but not least important tip is make your, your profile as secure as you'd like it. So my profile is secure and you can do that through your settings and you can make sure only your, your family, your friends see it, or you can make it public and make sure the public sees it. But even if your, your profile is private, post with the intention that once it's on the internet, it's on the internet because you don't know if a friend's screenshotting it and sending it to a text and sending it to another person. Once it's out there, it's out there. And I have the, a great story about this. A couple of years ago, I was in downtown Denver and I met a person. We we're having a conversation just about life. I love talking to random people. If you know me, you know that's 100% true. And all I did was give him my name. I kid you not, a week later, he tried to add me on one of the social media platforms and I have no idea how he found me. So either he's a really good internet digger or my information's not as private as I thought. So if it's out there, even if your profile's private, just expect that it's not. So those are some quick tips. I don't want to go on and on about this because I know we've had an episode in the past. I just, this is wearing on me because let's be frank, it's getting exhausting. Well, and I think that even if you are pretty diligent about, you know, social media use, uh, that even if you just, even get a little glimpse of it, especially you know, on hot topics that for me at least, it creates a level of anxiety where I have to worry about it, right? Like I don't like worrying about things I can't control. And yep. you know, seeing uh, like a family member or a friend say something that I just have a problem with or you know, maybe something is off color or it's just a different opinion than yours, it doesn't mean that you're gonna stop being friends with them or that you know you should kick them off Facebook and uh, what have you, it's just, but it's just something that's there for you to go, really, you know, mom, come on, you know, that's, and I don't need that. And I don't think a lot of people need that. And I think that social media, um, even, even, you know, when we're being responsible and we have good hygiene and we're not posting those types of things, it can be, it can cause anxiety. And so that's, that's the mental health aspect of, of social media is, is fascinating to me because I find it very useful, but I also find it equally uh, um, unhealthy, I guess. It's kind of like drinking. As <laughs> <laughs> it's pros and it's cons, but you brought up a good point. You know, I think it's important on social media or just in real life that you have friends who are going to have differing, different opinions than you, are, you do. And that's the great thing about living where we are is that you can be around people that have different opinions and you should be, in my opinion, because it gives you a broader view of what the world looks like. And, you know, I personally don't like people that I surround myself with to always think like I do, because I'm just like, man, you're not challenging me. I'm a little bored. We all know me. I like to be pushed. So that's just my personal opinion. But I mean, for those of you listening, if you if you feel really bold and you feel really excited, give yourself a social media detox. Do it for a weekend. Put your phone away for a weekend. You will be surprised at how much you actually don't feel like going to those pages. I did that for a week and my social media use went down drastically. And I have to say, it's kind of stayed low. 
at this point, especially now, because like we said, we want to protect our mental health. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, you know, the hardest part is just like, it's that first step of cutting yourself off and then giving it, giving it enough time. It's almost like detoxing off of like when you quit coffee or anything else, but it doesn't take as long in social media for you to feel the benefit effect, you know, beneficial effect of just kind of not having to, to, you know, like Pat Blob's dog go to your phone every time there's a lull in conversation or there's a quiet moment, right? You, uh, it'll, it'll help you, you know, detach and pick the, pick your battles better, right? And the vers- versus, uh, you know, just mindlessly scrolling. Absolutely. And so for those of you listening, let us know if you decide to do a social media detox or if any of these Zoom tips were very helpful to you. We're always looking for tips and recommendations from our listener audience. As always, check us out at breadcrumbtheory.com on social media, uh, ironically on social media, like, subscribe, give us a shout out. Until next time, thanks everyone.